Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the next episode of Just Browsing. You got your host, Matthew, here, along with Zach, and today we're going to be bringing you an episode called The Greatest Movie Franchise of All Time. Now, we've made a bracket of 64 movie franchises, and we're going to start with a round of 64 today. Yeah, we figured we would try and do maybe the first two rounds so this podcast didn't go too crazy long because we tried to go through the entire bracket it's probably going to be a really long podcast and we don't want to bore you guys with that but this is something that a couple years ago matt and i created just i think we were leaving like a marvel movie or something i don't remember what movie we were leaving but i started thinking about i think i just kind of asked you guys i was like have you ever thought about how many movie franchises there are in hollywood that have you know, 15 movies or something like that. And so we started compiling a list of franchises of major Hollywood franchises. And basically this list that you're about to hear the 64 teams that we came up with, what we considered a franchise was anything with more than three movies. Cause we wanted to differentiate trilogies versus franchises. So for the sake of this fun little experiment, we're doing all of this, all of these franchises have more than three movies. And they're all phenomenal. And we understand this is going to be an opinionated topic. We're going to try and bring facts into it for some. But I already know Zach's winner. Zach already knows my winner. So this is all opinionated. We're going to try and form the best bracket we can and see what it matches. Yeah, it's obviously one of those things that all of this is going to be opinion-based anyway. And what we've done is seed everything so we have one through 16 seeds and 64 teams exactly like you would have a march madness bracket for basketball but what we came up with for seeding is not what some other group of friends would come up with for seeding if they had the exact same list of franchises so obviously personal bias is involved here and the one seeds that we think are the one seeds are not obviously going to be everyone else's one seeds and you know if you have there's probably some people who would see this bracket and see one of our 14 or 15 seed ranked franchises and say that's my favorite franchise and that's going to go through and upset everyone and win so it's obviously totally opinion based but i did look up some fun kind of tidbits and trivia and stuff like that that we can actually use as ammo in later arguments probably when it comes down to you and me arguing over harry potter and star wars most likely so um I don't know, do you want to go through the teams, kind of like the seeding a little bit, or do you want me to kind of cover some of the interesting little trivia? Let's go through that, like, interesting little trivia thing. Just kind of gives, like, a background of some of the things we use to help seed other things. You know, we're going to be thinking about, like Zach said, when we get into later rounds, when you have those one versus twos, and and it can become a hard choice if you take your opinion out. Um, So we're going to go through some of those and... You know, it'll help make choices easier. Yeah. So the following are a few things that I kind of thought were interesting when it comes to thinking about movie franchises. So some of these things were just my curiosity, and I did a little research and tried to find some up-to-date statistics and numbers on uh, some of these different questions. So basically these were things that I thought would be interesting when thinking about these different movie franchises because I'm kind of a big picture person. I like looking at the big picture type stuff sometimes and looking at the uh, box office gross and the Oscar wins, all that kind of stuff. It's just interesting to me. So anyway, 
the first one that I came up with was I wanted to know the highest grossing franchise on our entire list. So out of the 64 movie franchises that we have, obviously all of these have more than three movies. Yep. So you would think most of these have a pretty high box office growth. So this is all domestic box office, not including the global box office, but the, let's see, the one, two, three, four, the top five highest grossing franchises are as follows, basically. I'll start with number five and go up. So, and oddly enough, this number five, we did not include on our bracket, and it's the Batman franchise. And we were debating on what to do with that because... It's technically part of the DC universe yeah. in terms of it's part of the DC, like, you know, it's, it's part of that comic you know, universe, but the Dark Knight trilogy for one, you know, I know it's a trilogy, but for those three films, you don't really get the mention of like a DC universe film like you do with the the new ones like Aquaman and and all of those newer ones where it's like, you got to know it's a DC. You didn't get that with the trilogy. Yeah. And the older Batmans, I'm not a big fan of, so I never really sat down to watch them all, but I feel like they're not the same either with like yeah. you know branding it like oh we got to get this big dc you know everyone's got to know everyone just kind of knows yeah and this one was kind of tough because like you said we already have the reason why this is not included on our list of 64 franchises is because we already have the dc extended universe in there as a franchise which obviously is a more recent franchise but when they're considering so the article that i found that included these grossing numbers Basically, the Batman franchise that they're considering are all of the Batman movies ever made, essentially. Going back to the Val Kilmer Batmans, the George Clooney, um, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, the Dark Knight trilogy, all of that stuff. All of that is encapsulated into the quote-unquote Batman franchise. So it's actually not included in our franchise bracket, but Batman is the fifth highest grossing movie franchise in the history of movies with $3.5 billion in domestic gross. Well, and we could simplify that being down to the Dark Knight trilogy. Is I, I think the Dark Knight probably trilogy accounts for a lot of that. Three of yeah. it, at least. I, I think the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises were both billion-dollar movies. So there's oh, yeah. two, of, two of your billion dollars of your three and a half right there. So the next franchise, number four, highest grossing domestic franchise of all time, Harry Potter which is right in your wheelhouse. The greatest <laughs> films of our time, actually, of ever. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. But uh, down to number three, James Bond franchise, which kind of makes sense. They've been making James Bond movies since they've been making movies, it seems like. So they're at $5.8 billion domestic gross. Oh, and I think I, I don't know if I mentioned the Harry Potter, $3.5 billion gross. So same thing as Batman, basically. Right. Which, which is actually kind of impressive because I think it's a considerably less num- uh, a less amount of movies than Batman. So right, there's, there's, there's eight Batman. of them and they've yeah. all come out in the last you know 20 years. Right, right. Pretty recent. And then you got James Bond at number three with $5.8 billion domestic gross. And then coming in at number two, my favorite franchise ever, Star Wars, $6.8 billion domestic gross. That makes sense. I mean, Star Wars has been around for decades now, and probably, if not the most, one of the most popular franchises in pop culture. I mean, you see Star Wars stuff literally everywhere, so that did not come as a surprise to me. No. And number one also did not come as a surprise to me. 
Coming in at number one, highest grossing domestic franchise ever, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, $8.8 billion domestic gross. Right. And so when we get into these, you know, the rounds where we're going to come back to these, you know, some of this stuff could be eye-popping. Like, to me, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, of course it's going to be 8.8. I mean, just think of the people that are involved in that universe that all have, you know, two, three, 20 movies by themselves. And then you're like, hey, let's put them together into to these movies let's put them into the avengers let's put them and you know okay so that 8.8 could be spread out over 35 movies you know so when we get into those final rounds where we need to use stuff like that we'll have to really think about how that was made and and where it was made because there's some that you're kind of like no i didn't even know it was a marvel movie and you're like oh yeah but it falls into that universe so yeah yeah i I think there's definitely no understating how impactful the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been since it started in 2008 with Iron Man. I mean, it's just absolutely exploded into this colossal pop culture monster that is is pretty much on par with Star Wars and James Bond and Harry Potter at this point, and just in terms of saturation of the the pop culture sort of mindset. Oh yeah, it's just it's everywhere and. I love the Marvel movies. Absolutely love them. They're some of my favorite movies ever. So I mean, they're great. I don't think anyone's going to... Maybe, you know, those hardcore DC guys, but their opinion really doesn't matter when you watch some of their movies compared to the Marvel movies. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later. But, okay, so that was highest grossing franchises ever. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the highest grossing domestic grossing franchise of all time up to this point. And will probably continue to be that way for a while, I would imagine. Another one that I thought was kind of interesting, which it was a little bit harder to find some actual concrete data on this, was the franchise with the most Oscar wins. And I only found, I basically only included the top three because I felt like these were the three that were worth mentioning. So I'll, I'll do the same thing. I'll go backwards and start at number three. Indiana Jones franchise has seven Oscar wins. I don't know if you have any special thoughts on Indiana Jones or not. I love the Indiana Jones movies. They're great. I think they're great. I know they're coming out with another one, and I'm excited to watch it. The last one, you know, I was a little iffy on, but it's kind of entertaining. It's more of that entertaining factor. It doesn't follow the older ones where the older ones, I mean, they're just they're great movies. I love them. Yeah, the original three are classics. Oh, yeah. and, and I think between Indiana Jones and Star Wars, that those franchises pretty much raised me. That's why they have such a special place in my heart is that's what I grew up watching yep. as a little kid. So, yeah, the Indiana Jones movies are great, but seven Oscar wins, you know, it just is a testament to how good those movies actually are in terms of the critical reception. Number two, in terms of most Oscar wins for a franchise, Star Wars with 10 Oscar wins. And I think when I was looking at the breakdown of which movies won the Oscars, the boatload of the Star Wars Oscars go to the original A New Hope. I mean, it, that makes sense because at the time that was a groundbreaking. Groundbreaking, yeah. You know, the idea was groundbreaking. The filming was groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. The CGI was groundbreaking. Now you move to when Disney takes over and you're kind of like, that's oh, Star Wars, I'll like it anyways. But you're kind of like, well, I feel like we took a couple steps backwards maybe. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it, it feels like since Disney acquired Lucasfilm and now has the rights to Star Wars they're definitely capitalizing on the history that fans share with that franchise. And, you know, people like me 
who have been Star Wars fans since they were little kids are going to go see the new movies regardless of how long they keep right. making them and whether or not they start having a, a real sh- a, a sharp drop in quality. It really doesn't matter. It's all I think about the name at that point. Yeah, it's all about the name, and I'm in for the lightsaber duels and the, the <laughs> you know outer space spaceship battles. Like I'm I'm in for all of that. Yep. So I mean I'm the same way. Like I love those movies. I'm not gonna be you know, I don't care to judge it on its the storyline. I mean I'll do that, but I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna watch it for the entertainment. And just be like, hey, I saw the new Star Wars, and let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Indiana Jones with seven, Star Wars with ten, and these are Oscar victories. These are not nominations. Num- coming in at number one, the Lord of the Rings franchise, 17 total Oscar wins. And here's an interesting tidbit about that as well. It's kind of the same thing as Star Wars. The boatload, the lion's share of those Oscar wins come from one movie in the franchise in particular, and that's Return of the King. I think Return of the King won like 10 Oscars or yeah. something, or 11 Oscars. But if you look at that movie, I mean, if you look at all you know, three of those movies, because we can, okay, so I get Lord of the Rings could be counted as a trilogy. We're throwing in The Hobbit as it's part right. of the whole journey. Um, this Oscar wins does just go to the Lord of the Rings, though. I mean, that trilogy by itself is a groundbreaking... Like, I could watch... I mean, what? It's probably... I think it's like a 14-and-a-half-hour movie marathon if you watch <laughs> the extended cuts yeah. of all three of them. I could watch all that right now and yeah. be, like, completely satisfied. Like, they're, it's just phenomenal. The way they they run the whole movie from, you know, the book all the way through everything. It's just... It's phenomenal. They're great. I love those movies. I'll I'll never get tired of watching those movies. I, I, TNT shows them all the time TNT, on yeah. on TV, and it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I will if I scroll through, I'll stop and watch. I'm like, oh hey, the two towers is on, and then there I'm in for the next two and a half hours watching the two towers, and especially the last on, half hour of the two towers. Right, especially on TV, you got all the commercial breaks too. So a, a already almost three hour long movie turns into a five hour long experience with the commercials, but it's worth it. It's hundred percent worth it. <laughs> So that one, moving on, I thought the Oscar wins was, was pretty interesting to think about. Moving on, I thought this was, this is not as, I would say, an important of a measure of a franchise and, and of the franchises in, these, in this bracket that we've compiled, but I thought it'd be interesting to look at which franchise has the most movies. Because when you think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think they're up to 23 movies now. And it seems like... And counting. And with plans to go on, I I imagine probably another 15 to 20 more I mean, because you have another Guardians. You already, I think, that what comes out this year or next year. Yeah. They've greenlit a whole bunch of stuff. Thor, isn't there a new one that Thor just got it? There's going to be another Black Panther, another Spider-Man. I mean, Black Widow was supposed to come out (sighs) this year. So it, it seems like the Marvel Cinematic Universe has just an insane amount of movies, but it actually comes in at number three. I picked the top three again here. Marvel has 23 movies, and that's the third most movies of any franchise on this bracket. Number two is James Bond with 25 movies. And I think James Bond is another one like Marvel. I I think, well, really any of these gigantic blockbuster Hollywood franchises, they're just going to keep making these movies until the the world ends. Yeah, James Bond, Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter... Maybe not Harry Potter, but like they're Harry just Potter's probably keep, done. They're probably done, but they're just going to keep making these movies because you know what? Every time it comes out, it makes half a billion dollars at the domestic. It's all about office. the money, yeah. So, yeah. Some, so why would people they not, will go see yeah, it? Why would they not keep making them? So, 
James Bond, 25 movies with another one that is supposed to come out this year. We'll see what happens. Um, and coming in at number one, Godzilla franchise, 35 movies in the Godzilla franchise. You know what's crazy to think about this? And I know we just talked about this before we started this episode. Godzilla has 35 movies, and they've dated back to the 40s. Yeah. James Bond has 25, and they've dated back, what, to the 60s? Yeah, I I'm not sure when the first one was, but it I think, definitely I think it was goes back late to 60s, the 60s, maybe early yeah. 70s. And then you have Marvel. Which is since 2008. In the last 12 years, yeah. they're producing at a rate of two movies a year. Yeah. And they're not low-quality movies. They don't have no-name actors or actresses. It is big names. Let's pump out a movie, and we're just going. And, oh, we got another movie coming out. Oh, you know what? We felt like three this year. We're coming yeah. out with a third. I think that's the most remarkable thing about Marvel is, like you just pointed out, since 2008, Iron Man kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In that short amount of time, they've released 23 movies and like you said, they've gotten up to two and even three per year. I think last year, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and the new Spider-Man movie all came out in 2019, which is just remarkable. Yeah, I mean, and the crazy thing to think about it, too, is, you know, I get that there were comics before all of these. So these have been planned out for a while, but the quality of the movie never drops. Every time, you know, the quality gets better and better... And it's just insane to think that in 12 years, they've grossed $8.5 billion domestically. They're almost averaging a billion a year just on box office tickets alone. Not even sales of anything else, but just box office. It's pretty remarkable. And, and really, any of the movies that come out in that franchise, too, they don't even have to be the major, major Avengers releases, like the Ant-Man movies, will come out and make hundreds of millions of dollars right. at the box office. So it, basically any movie they decide to release, they know they're going to get a return on their investment. It doesn't matter how much they spend on making those movies, which they spend a lot. Oh, yeah. They're going to make their money back. Well, anything labeled Marvel takes off. Yep. And, and there's no question that it's going to be a good movie. So... The last one I had on here for just interesting trivia and tidbits before we get into the actual bracket is I wanted to figure out, out of all of these franchises that have all of these movies that have spanned some of them across decades, which franchise is the highest rated in terms of average rating on their movies? So what I found was, and, and I'll just go through the top five to see kind of what your thoughts are on these. So I'll start with number five. Number five, the Bourne, the Jason Bourne series has an average rating of 69%. I think they were, the article that I was looking at, they were using Metacritic. So obviously you have IMDb ratings, there's Rotten Tomatoes ratings, there's Metacritic, there's all these different rating right. systems. So the metric that they were using here was Metacritic, I believe. But the average rating for the Jason Bourne movies is 69%, which I think is... Is that considered fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, or is it over 75%? I, forget I think over consider. 75% is, yeah. but... But still, a pretty solid average rating across... What do they have? Five movies? Well, yeah, and it's, five and it, movies. It's all based on opinion. So these are movie critics, or, you know... They're a critic. Sometimes their opinion doesn't matter, because they're like... Oh, it sucked, and it's like, well, it made three and a half billion dollars. Yeah. Like, well, it still sucked. It's like, 
I think you just suck at your job. I, I think that's one of the weird things about movie critics, and I don't read a lot of. I'm not a big fan of following certain movie critics and reading their opinions about in their write-ups. They ruin on, the movie on new releases. I, I think I see trailers come out, I read descriptions of movies, and I'm following what's on the release radar, and I'm like, I'm gonna go see that movie because I think it's gonna be a good movie. And then what I try and do is just make up my own opinion of the movie, leaving it, and I don't want to go into any of these movies filled up with oh this has a really high Rotten Tomatoes rating or it has a really low Rotten Tomatoes rating because I've seen some movies that have 99% on Rotten Tomatoes where I'm like that movie is not very good yep. or you see the opposite where it's like a exactly. 20 and you're like that movie was great yeah, like you see the opposite who is, so who is the one critiquing this movie yeah so the the I mean this the Metacritic scores that we're using here for this list of the highest rated on average franchises are from critics but I think I would just like to say, and I think everyone understands, take that with a grain of salt. Right. Yep. You know? It's all so, opinion. Coming in at number five, Jason Bourne, an average rating of 69% on Metacritic. Number four, the Mission Impossible franchise with an average rating of 69.7%. And something I wanted to point out about Mission Impossible, it's not just your imagination that they're getting better and better each time. They're actually getting better and better each time in terms of the rating. So the first one started off with a 59% rating. And the newest one has an 86% average oh. rating. So the most recent release in that franchise is the highest rated of the entire franchise. Well, that's good. Crazy. I mean, you should get better as time goes on. Ideally, that's what you want to do. but Until you un- drag un- it out too long. Unfortunately, a lot of franchises like, fail. Like a Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So Mission Impossible, just absolutely killing it. I actually just watched Mission Impossible Fallout, which is the newest one, um, a couple nights ago. It's a great movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. So that is number four. Number three, this will please you, Harry Potter. Average rating of 70.9%. Greatest of all time. (laughs) And I also thought this was interesting. My personal favorite of the Harry Potter franchise is the highest rated according to Metacritic, which is Goblet of Fire. One of my favorite. I mean, I'll just put it out there. They're all pretty much my favorite besides Chamber of Secrets. That movie was kind of like, all right, this is going on way too long. You didn't like I'm not a Secrets. huge fan of Chamber of Secrets. All the other movies, though, I'm like, don't ever end. Chamber of Secrets, I'm like, all right, we can kind of, let's get to the end. Let's know? move this along. Let's move this along. Goblet of Fire is hands down my favorite. And uh, supposedly the critics backed that up. So I felt vindicated <laughs> by reading that. You know what I don't see on this list is Star Wars. <laughs> it's a fair point. Let the I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to get into that with you, though. <laughs> Although I will say, you know, as we just learned from my recent trivia, Star Wars has more Oscar wins than the Harry Potter franchise. So I'll just leave that out there. But we're not getting into that right now, Matthew. We'll wait till the championship <laughs> round. That might be like a five-hour episode yeah. on two movies. <laughs> on two movies. Uh, coming in at number two, the Middle Earth franchise. So Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit has an average rating of 76%. And I think mostly anyone who has seen these movies... It's, this is not going to come as a big surprise, but the highest rated films in this franchise are the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. Critics did not really like the Hobbit trilogy, which I kind of understand on some level, but I really liked the Hobbit movies. I think, like we kind of spoke about on our previous episode, I think they just didn't like the use of so much CGI. Yeah. It, it, they seem to rely on CGI a lot more than the original films, but... Highest rated movie in that franchise is Return of the King with a 94% rating, which kind of makes sense. It won 11 Oscars. So. Phenomenal movie. There's, I can't point anything out 
that yeah. you know that's wrong with. I mean, what what else can you say about the Lord of the Rings franchise? They go, oh, it was amazing. too short, but no, it wasn't too short. <laughs> and coming in at number one, I thought this was really interesting. Mad Max with an average rating of seventy seven point eight percent, and something. I mean, the original three movies. All within the 70s, the Road Warrior had a 77%. That was the highest out of the original three. So they're all pretty good movies, you know, not Mel bad. Gibson. Mel Gibson, they're cool movies, but what really brought their average up is the newest one, Mad Max Fury Road, which has a 90% on Metacritic and is just, in my opinion, one of the greatest action movies ever made. Phenomenal movie. I, I had my doubts going into it. I was like, you know what? I don't have my hopes up high. I think it's going to be, you know, not a trash movie, but a movie I'll watch once and kind of be like, eh, I saw it, like, big deal. I watched it, and I got more hooked, and then the movie ended, and I was like, well, I kind of want to watch it again because I came in with bad expectations, so I kind of bummed my, like, burned myself through the movie just to get through it, and then I really wanted to watch it again. And I've probably seen it five or six times now. It's amazing. We bought it as soon as it came out, and I've watched, we rewatch it, periodically you know every six months or something Great it movie. is absolutely amazing like i said one of the greatest action movies ever created and i mean that literally from about five minutes into that movie the action starts and it does not let up until the oh, very yeah. end i mean it is one of the most relentless action experiences you're ever going to see so if anyone out there has not seen mad max fury road do yourself a favor and see it it is incredible so with that that wraps up my interesting little tidbits that I did some research on the other day about these various movie franchises. So we can kind of segue into the actual franchise if you're ready to kick us so, off. So yeah, let's, we're going to dive into it. I, I think uh, we'll just do a quick rundown of the 64 movie franchise in here. Um, you know, we'll go through each matchup individually, but I'm just going to give you the, the seeds real quick. And then we'll, we'll start with, you know, the round of 64. So at our number one seeds, we have Star Wars, the Marvel Universe, Harry Potter, and then The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. At 16, we have Dirty Harry, uh, Medea, Amityville, and Scary Movie. At 8, we've got Scream, Jaws, King Kong, and Despicable Me. At 9, we have The Hunger Games, Child's Play, The Conjuring Universe, and Transporter. Coming in in our five seeds, we have Paranormal Activity, Rambo, Shrek, and Predator. At 12, we have National Lampoon, American Pie, Resident Evil, and Jack Ryan. And now we're getting into the second half of each bracket with the four seeds. We're going to have Alien, Fast and Furious, Indiana Jones, and Terminator. The 13 seeds will be Final Destination, Ice Age, Lake Placid, and Poltergeist. At six, we've got Mad Max, Jason Bourne, Lethal Weapon, and Rocky. At 11, we have Friday the 13th. Karate Kid, Godzilla, and Hannibal Lecter. At three, we have the X-Men, Planet of the Apes, Star Trek, and Jurassic Park. Fourteen, we got Jackass, Nightmare on Elm Street, Underworld, and Evil Dead. The seven seeds are Insidious, Die Hard, The Twilight Saga, and Halloween. At the ten seeds, we have The Mummy, Texas Chainsaw, The DC Universe, and Saw. Our two seeds are Mission Impossible, Transformers, James Bond, and Pirates of the Caribbean. And at 15, we have the Spy Kids, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Exorcist, and RoboCop. Now, if you want to follow along on the bracket, 
feel free to go to our Podbean website. Uh, it's under the links on the left-hand side under the YouTube link. You can find the bracket. You can see the seeds in each bracket, and we'll update you. You know, every episode that we do this, we'll put up a new bracket so you can keep following along where we end up. And yeah, when we get to the championship, we can compare all of our brackets and see how everybody feels. So let's get right into the the first matchup here, and uh, you know, start our round of 64 in the tournament with uh, Star Wars versus Dirty Harry. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say right before we get going, thanks for pointing out that we have the bracket actually posted somewhere because I'm sure for our listeners who don't have the bracket up, that probably seemed like kind of an earful. But like I said, it's 64 movie franchises and we've ranked them like we would a college basketball March Madness bracket. So you can, I would highly recommend pulling up the bracket and following along. It just makes it a lot easier. But we'll go through right now, and, and you'll, we'll be able to spend a little bit more time on each matchup, and you can kind of think about the franchises that we're talking about and which ones you would think would win and which ones are your favorites and so on and so forth. So I know that was kind of an earful there, but try and pull up the, the movie franchise well, bracket on our website and follow along. And feel free to fill one out and, you know, you can always comment it back onto our, the Podbean page. We've got a YouTube channel. At just, just browsing. Feel free to leave a comment on the video. Uh, you can send us your bracket at just some browsing at gmail.com. You know, we, we want to see what you guys feel too, what you guys think about this um, and see your opinions on it as well. So feel free to fill out a bracket and, and follow along with us. And yeah, let's, Let's see who either has good taste in movies or, you know, whose opinion we won't listen to anymore. <laughs> it's funny. When we first created this bracket a couple years ago, I had our selection saved because we were just doing it in regular old Microsoft Excel where it's not, you can't track the changes and all that kind of stuff. And I had my selections and Taya's selections. And I don't know if I want to say hers here on the podcast. Maybe we'll let her come on and defend her choices. But I think she's actually going to want a redo. I told her... <laughs> The, the two franchises the, the two franchises that she had in the, the championship round the other day and she's like yeah I might have to redo that <laughs> so like I'm gonna guess one's Underworld or no Resident Evil no it was actually the <sighs> Mummy franchise oh great movies we'll get into them <laughs> yeah, in round are, one we'll they get are good them. movies but it's just funny I uh, never in a million years would I have them in the championship so I think no. it's gonna be very interesting to see if we get more and more people to fill these out who who has certain franchises in the final four and in the championship, because it's just really interesting to see right. people's varying tastes in movies. Cause I think, and, and we get, it's all your opinion. We're right. not going to judge. Well, we might judge you, <laughs> but it's going to be a friendly judge of, you know, we're not going to believe your movie taste. Yeah. We might talk a little shit, but it, it'll be okay. Everyone's <laughs> entitled to their opinion. Yeah. So do you want to start in the East? Let's start. Let's okay. start in the East with okay. uh, the number one seed star Wars versus number 16, dirty Harry. So I guess I'll go first. This is a no-brainer to me, Star Wars. And for a couple of reasons. A, I don't have really any affinity towards the Dirty Harry movies. I think the most I've ever seen of them is bits and pieces on TV, on AMC channel. Yeah. AMC really likes playing a bunch of old Clint Eastwood movies. But I, I get that it's a, you know... It's more of an older generation. Yeah, and, and that's one of the characters he's really known for portraying as well. And it's this big franchise and... Kind of the you know the bad it's almost like a, a badass modern gunslinger type yeah. movie where it's like a western gunslinger but it's not really a western it's not set yeah. in, in western times but it's it to me this is a no-brainer star wars i just think for the cultural impact for everything that i've said before i mean i was raised on these movies just the groundbreaking nature of especially the first 
trilogy, right? And then just just how immensely popular this franchise has ended up becoming. And I mean, you can really even break it down to not only the box office gross and the amount of movies they've made and the amount of Oscars that the whole franchise has, has earned as a whole, but just, I mean, how many times have you just been in regular conversation and people have been, Luke, I am your father? Or yeah. like, I mean, there's, there's know, classic one-liners. Yeah, and like just other movies, like Toy Story. I think it was Toy Story 2 did a riff on that where it was, what's, what's the guy's name? It ended up being Buzz Lightyear's dad. They made some joke about it when they were on that elevator shaft. Oh, and I can't remember. Turns out he's, he's like the evil toy, you know? Yeah. And like, turns out he's... Buzz Lightyear's dad and like they do the whole thing where he's like Buzz I am your father and Buzz is like no so it's like a whole riff you know it's like permeated right. into other movies throughout history just how groundbreaking that series is I, I to me this is a no brainer it's Star Wars I mean I, I have to agree I'm not gonna add too much to that because it, you know it, it, yeah it's all opinionated but I mean Star Wars is just it's just Star Wars I mean I don't need to add anything else like Let's move on to our next one because it's it's that easy. Hang on, before we just ramble for a second, because I'm looking up what that what that bad guy's name was. Okay, so while he looks up the bad guy's name, so we did forget Toy Story. There there are going to be a couple franchises we forgot. Um, you can you know comment on everything and let us know ones we forgot so that you know maybe we can do an update to this or or throw them into you know a consolation NIT tournament bracket and you know, have them go against the winner or whatever. But coming in at our next round one matchup is two franchises that one I've never seen because I don't like scary movies and one that's really fun that we kind of talked about a character last week. So uh, Zach seems to have found the (laughs) name, so we're going to listen in real quick. Yeah, sorry for that quick little sidebar because it was really bothering me. Uh, Emperor Zerg. Zerg. That's his name from Toy Story 2. So for any of you out there who have seen the Toy Story movies, Toy Story 2 is pretty great. I actually just went and recently watched all of those again, but I remembered that particular scene towards the end of Toy Story 2 where, you, it, spoiler alert, it's you find out that Emperor Zerg is Buzz Lightyear's father, so it's a whole Star Wars reference. Anyway, I digress. Anyways, back, back to our matchup number two. We have the number eight seed, Scream, versus the number nine seed, The Hunger Games. So this one for me was pretty easy, and I'll put this out here now. I hate scary movies. I do not like them. I've never liked them, nor will I ever like them. Uh, You can call me a baby, call me whatever you want to. I hate scary movies. So The Hunger Games easily won this one for me. And I like The Hunger Games, too. Those are good movies. They're they're interesting on a storyline because it's kind of a futuristic sense of what could end up happening, you know, if if shit went downhill quickly. And I just really liked him, so I gave the nod to The Hunger Games. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think The Hunger Games gets the nod. Um, quick couple of thoughts. The Scream movies, I don't think I've ever actually watched one of them. I've like Same thing with Dirty Harry. I've seen bits and pieces of the movies on TV. I think the scary movie franchise, the spoof franchise, ruined the Scream franchise yeah. for me because now I actually cannot tell if the Scream movies are supposed to be scary or They're funny. funny. Right. It, they literally ruined them for me. I, like, I see Scream on TV and I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be scared right now or if this is supposed to be funny. Well, it literally and, does not scare me And you me see the all. masks everywhere. 
And yeah, I mean, it's one of the most, or maybe not anymore, but when we were growing up, it was one of the most used Halloween costumes ever. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. Just that a black weird, gown with the scream mask. That weird little scream, like curved yep. mask, the white mask. It almost looks like kind of some sort of weird, like ghost emoji or yeah. something. It was like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't know right, how to describe it's, it's it. Weird. But yeah. So the scream franchise, I, I just, I just don't really. It's not scary to me. No. This, the scary movie franchise totally ruined it for me. And I, I just can't watch it. I can't go back and unsee the scary movies making fun of Scream. So now Scream is totally ruined for me. So Scream is definitely not my selection here. I will say for the Hunger Games, I would have given the Hunger Games a nod on this matchup over a lot of other franchises. It doesn't have to be Scream. I think the Hunger Games is a really good franchise. I think it's one of the best examples of the young adult dystopian Mm-hmm. series that came from books there's countless series out there of the young adult sort of dystopian future right you know chosen one sort of story idea and i think hunger games is one of the very best examples of that i really like those movies i think the second one is my favorite catching fire i yeah. really 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 enjoyed that one the the last one fell a little bit flat to me and i'm not really stoked on the whole let's split the last movie into two movies kind right. of thing that's become a recent trend and that's that's something that has happened with multiple franchises on this bracket but Hunger Games is one of them so I'm not entirely convinced that's the way to go most times I think a lot of it's just a cash grab for the studio right but yeah Hunger Games to me gets the nod on this one I don't think it's it's really that hard no no it was pretty easy just like this next matchup was pretty easy for me as well is the Paranormal Activity versus National Lampoon. Now, I actually have seen all the Paranormal Activities. Oh, Surprisingly or you've not. You've seen some scary movies. I, you know, someone in my life at some point had made me watch the Paranormal Activity movies with them. So, I have seen all of them. Now, one of the movies ruined, I can't, I think it was like the third one when they're they go to the wife's house or whatever with the daughters. Yeah. And they like open the door and there's like all of the like brides or whatever. I'm like, glad you said that. Cause that, that's the one thing I remember from that whole, that movie size. ruined me. Terrible. I, I'm, you know, like I said, call me a baby, call me whatever you want. I'll sleep with the lights on if I have to. But that part of the movie, I was in the movie theater for that one and it freaked me out. So speaking of paranormal activity real quick, the first time I watched it was in high school. I was at this person's house with her parents on the couch watching it with us. And I was like, I can't seem like, you know, too big of a bitch. I got to man up, you know, get some cojones on me. And I literally stared at the camcorder stuff running in the bottom of the screen the whole movie. So I just watched the minutes tick by on the date. And And you didn't watch what was going on? Didn't watch. Everyone in the room jumped but me. And I had no idea why they jumped because I was just watching the ticks go by in the bottom of the corner. And... I was like, that's how I got through it. And then they started to progress into not using a home camera anymore. And I'm like, I don't have anything to watch anymore. <laughs> that's that's kind of a low-key genius move. If you're looking yeah. to, to seem like a, you know. Big macho man. Big macho, stone cold, I don't get scared guy. Just this joke's on you guys. I wasn't actually watching anything that happened on the screen. I was just watching the video camera. Right, but can, can, you, can you take me home? Because I'm yeah. terrified. <laughs> so with that being said, I went with National Lampoon. Oh, okay. I, I went with an upset. I took the 12 seed right there, and I went with the upset. So, I think this is going to be the first matchup where we diverge in our uh, selections. I, I'm going to go with Paranormal Activity here. I'm not 
altogether that high on the Paranormal Activity movies, but I have a stronger affiliation to them than the National Lampoon movies. I've seen, I think I've seen out of the National Lampoon franchises, basically the vacation ones. I mean, those are all you got to see. Chase. Those, those literally root, like yeah. make that. Yeah, and they're funny, but they're also kind of dumb, and I don't know. I it's just, a dumb funny. Yeah, there's a lot of those that, and, and Will Ferrell has kind of capitalized on that market of in the last couple of decades right. of like the dumb sort of slapstick comedy, and sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't, and for whatever reason, these movies just don't hit for me. I'm going to go with Paranormal Activity. I think the first three I think those are the only ones that I've actually seen. I think they may have made like five or six yeah, at this point. I don't know I how think, many. I think after three, they switched families. So I think it became about a new family. I think you're right. So Paranormal Activity is my selection here. I think the first three are actually pretty strong. And they're also the first three, if I remember correctly, the story is all connected and it's told like out of order. So I think in chronological order, they don't happen the way the movies were released. I think like, the first ones that happened last or something. Right. I'm not, I think, I'm not I think three with the grandma happened first, then two, and then one. And we got one, which I think was one of the little girls in yeah. the later episodes that the demon had like, you know, moving on. <laughs> so <laughs> real, real quick sidebar on that too. Uh, quick note about the paranormal activity universe. If you're in that universe, not great to be a dude. No. Not what you want. That's, not that's at all. That's the one thing I gathered from that franchise is you do not want to be a guy. Right, and, and we're both dudes, so I don't know, why would you choose that? I don't know why that is in that movie, but the demons just are not fans of the dudes in the family and in the, in the whole hierarchy. I don't really know why. I don't know enough about the storyline, really, at this they point. Just say, they're just like, fuck them. We don't like the dudes. That's my one takeaway is, yeah, not what you want to be a dude. My one takeaway is a scary movie, so I don't like it. So now we can move on to 4 versus 13. So we got... At the 4C, we got Alien versus Final Destination. This one for me was pretty easy. And I feel like we've got the same one on this one. Of course, we both went Final Destination, right? Incorrect. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I went <laughs> Alien as well. Uh, I thought even the, the new ones, I mean, they're just so good. Like, even if, if, even if you remake the movie, you know, the same story but modern, it was just good. And the old ones were groundbreaking, too. Yeah. The phenomenal movies. So yeah. I had to go with Alien. I agree. Alien on this one. Um, just a couple thoughts. Final Destination really fucked me up when I was a young kid seeing those movies. I, to this day, will not drive behind a semi with big chunks of like, oh, lumber like pipes in, or, in, stuff. or pipes yeah. or anything like that because of that scene in the original where they all like snap and roll off on right. the highway and then it goes through the windshield and kills that dude. That movie, the first one in particular, I was probably too young to see it when I saw it. And I think my neighbor, who was in high school, I was over there hanging out at his house. He's like, you want to watch Final Destination? Of course, I sat down and watched it. And it fucked me up. It was a mistake. So I, I, I will mean, forever be like kind of terrified of those movies. Some of the way like people die in that, I'm like, you know, sure, that could happen in real life. But they definitely take I'm going to win Powerball ten times by the time that happens to anyone. Yeah. So... And also, stop making them, you know? Like, why do we have that many right, destination like, movies? The next thing is going to be, like, some dude goes to smack, like, a wasp, and he accidentally hits, like, a lampshade that's in his house, and the lampshade flips over him, and he suffocates to death, and everyone's going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah, there's a lot of, I don't know, those movies bother me. No, Alien, I I'm a big fan of the Alien franchise. I actually own the very original one. 
for the longest time I had seen all of the sequels but not the original and what's interesting is the original is kind of a straight up horror movie whereas the sequel like especially the direct sequel Aliens which was another James Cameron movie is more of an action movie an action sci-fi whereas the first one the Ridley Scott movie is a horror and I really like the first two especially the sequels with Sigourney Weaver start to get a little weird after a while they made several of them but then the new ones, Prometheus and then Alien Covenant, you know, A, they look a lot cooler just because oh, yeah. they're more recent. The, the visual effects are pretty stunning. The storytelling is a little suspect. I think a lot of people's problems with Prometheus and Alien Covenant is just storytelling choices. But I think visually those movies are just really fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. And also, I'm a really big fan of anytime there's a artificially intelligent robot who looks like a human. That stuff's really cool to me. And... Michael Fassbender playing Plays it great. the robot and especially playing dual robots in Alien Covenant great. is just dope. I'm in. Yep. So I'm a big fan of artificial intelligence stuff, aliens, and also actors playing two roles, which that latest movie has all of those things. So you can sign me right the fuck up for that <laughs> one. So anyway, Alien is definitely my selection there. All right. So so we agreed on you know three or four so far, 75%, not bad. I think we're going to agree on this one too. For uh, our sixth seed, we have Mad Max versus the 11th seed, Friday the 13th. Um, I went with Mad Max, you know, again, Friday the 13th, scary movie, don't care to watch them. Then again, it, it has a tough draw against Mad Max. Mad Max is, is a great franchise that, in my opinion, is going to beat them out in 95% of people's brackets anyways. And, yeah. And there, there's no room to argue for me because, you know, it's just such a good movie. Yeah, and my selection on this one is also Mad Max. Friday the 13th, I think gets a lot of shit especially from us because Chris is yeah. always talking about he's such a huge horror fan and he loves the Friday the 13th movies but we've always just shit all over him for watching that I don't know which one it is. we just call it Space Jason I yeah. don't know which what it's actually called but they literally so I was I was talking about this the other day with these movie franchises it gets to a point where if you just keep making them and keep making them and keep making them the writers at some point have no choice but to go to space <laughs> yeah, at, 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 for all of these franchises, at a certain point, they're just like, okay, now it's going to be Freddy, but he's in space, and they're all like, yeah, that's great, let's do that, let's bang out a whole script about him being in space. It's like, guys, do you think maybe we could just stop making these movies? I think the well, think the creative should, well, yeah. has run dry. I mean, soon we're going to have Shrek in space too, and Pirates of the Caribbean in space. It, yeah, I mean, it, it just at a certain point, it just becomes comical. So the Friday the Thirteenth movie, they just get a lot of shit, I think, because of that. And we just we we literally just covered Mad Max. According to Metacritic, is the highest rated franchise on this entire list right. for average rating across their movies. Now, granted, there's only four Mad Maxes versus but they're coming out with a new million one. Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah, the plans are to make so another, another one. one. But I think literally, if you just took Mad Max Fury Road one movie and put oh, it yeah, against it, all it, of the Friday the Thirteenth, hundred percent. Yep. I mean, I Mad agree. Max Fury Road is a masterpiece, and Friday the 13th is kind of hot garbage in some of them. So, Easy no choices. offense to anyone out there who is a big horror fan like our buddy Chris, who loves Friday eh, the 13th. But. Big offense to you, Chris. <laughs> Fuck Space Jason. <laughs> Love you, Chris. All right, so that was a pretty easy one again. So now we got our three seed, which is X-Men versus 14, which is Jackass. Now, at first, I had to take my time on this one, because in high school, I was a huge Jackass fan. Just the stupid shit... It? The stupid shit they do was just so entertaining. Watching Steve-O put a shark hook through his cheek and go swim with sharks as human... Be- I mean, 
I never wanted to do anything, which I'm glad they did because it was just so dumb that it made it so funny. But for me, X-Men is just like, in a true cinematic, you know, franchise, Jackass is just real life idiots. Yeah. Whereas X-Men is like, all right, it's, it can be your escape from reality and be like, this would be a dope universe to be a part of. Now I started to think too, though, isn't X-Men a Marvel? So... No, they're two separate franchises. Okay. So the Marvel Cinematic Universe is its own thing. But X-Men's part of Marvel. Yeah, X-Men is, is they're Marvel right. characters from the Marvel comics, but they're not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they're their own thing. Right. But yeah, I, I think Jack Can we throw has, Deadpool in with the X-Men because he makes appearances with X-Men? I think, he de- I think he's definitely considered part of the X-Men franchise. All right, well then X-Men 100% because yeah. Deadpool is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I think mine's this one's pretty easy for me as well. It's X-Men. I the original trilogy is so good. The the prequel movies I thought have been really cool, especially Days of Future Past when they merged the old cast with the new cast playing the younger versions of those characters. And then also, let's not forget Logan Great. is a part of the X-Men Great. franchise and Logan is I think between that and The Dark Knight the best superhero movie ever made. So I think this is a pretty easy one. Yeah. X-Men franchise wins this one in a landslide. I think Jackass, my only thoughts on Jackass are, I think any time when we were in high school and we told our parents we were going to the movies and they asked what we were going to see and we said Jackass, it was just a collective eye roll of like, oh my God. Because I can specifically remember, especially, do you remember the 3D one? Like the poo catapult, and I think and yeah, I think that when he, he shits and it's a volcano, and <laughs> yes, they start the scene yes. off with a bunch of dildos flying at you. That's exactly what I was. I, the, yes. My only memory of Jackass 3D is starting off. There's just this explosion happening, and there's stuff flying towards your face, and of course it's in 3D, and you're like, "What is that?" And you look closer, and it's just dildos flying yep. through the air, and it was just like a basket of dildos or something they that they exploded. Up. So, I mean, that's really all you need to say about the Jackass franchise. I don't really think it has much of a leg to stand on. But, you know, they, they serve their purpose. It's they, good they, they made us laugh. And, you know, we're here doing this today, so we clearly didn't go down a path of stupid shit. But, uh, yeah. And Great. it made those guys incredibly wealthy and famous. So, yeah. good for them. Yeah, and they risked their bodies, not mine. So, <laughs> so uh, this next one, we have a 7 versus 10 matchup. 7, we had Insidious... And 10, we had the Mummy franchise. What are your thoughts on that one? So, again, I hate scary movies. And I got a story about Insidious, which is even more terrifying. So here I am as a sophomore in college. There's five of us living together in a four-bedroom dorm on campus. And we had to be back early for track. So it's me and one of my other roommates and our two girlfriends at the time. They were all like, let's watch a scary movie. And I'm like... How about we watch like a comedy? You know, let's make it a rom com. I don't care. Make it of course, a shit. Of course, Matt's flick. coming in there with a please don't let me watch it. So they go get, movie. I think it was Insidious Chapter 2. Great movie. And I had just changed out one of our shower curtains and I had put it down at the end of our, a hallway. Uh, you know, I wanted it to dry out before I threw it away. So, it, you know, just to save other people from moldy bullshit. Yeah. Well, we watch it, and in Insidious Chapter Two, I think I think it's Insidious Chapter Two. There is this is like zomb- the Demon Bride. Yeah. So everybody's gone. I'm by myself at like three a.m. and I wake up and I have to pee. I open my bedroom door, and I have to turn left, and I look down the hallway where I fucking hung up this shower curtain, 
And it looked, you know, I'm like asleep still. And it looked exactly like this like zombie bride the from the, the, too, yeah. yeah i immediately went back into my room closed my door and locked it and peed out of a first story window i was petrified <laughs> and i am a sophomore in college you went to some great lengths to and avoid the bathroom i was terrified i woke up the next day and that thing was gone i was just like we're done it's out so i went with the mummy okay and i love the mummy i could watch you know the mummy and the mummy returns a thousand times. It's it's just great to me. This but, is a this is a tough one. Like Dragon Emperor, I'm kind of like, eh, yeah. I think everyone down. would just like to pretend that one didn't happen. Yeah. This is a tough one for. So you're going the Mummy. I'm going the Mummy. This is a tough one for me because I think both franchises have two really strong entries, and I only say that because I have seen all of the Mummies and I have not seen all of the Insidious movies. I've seen the first two. And I think they've made four, if not five, at this point. I think so. The first two are two of my favorite scary movies of all time. I'm not a huge horror movie fan, but the first two Insidious movies, normally what I try and do is I'm very selective about which horror movies I'll watch, and I try and pick the ones that I think are not only going to be a good scary movie, but a good movie. Right. And those first two have a really good storyline, a really clever way that they're both tied together, especially once you see the second one. And they're also terrifying. They're so, very terrifying. Yeah. So, But also, when, when I consider The Mummy, the first two mummies, The Mummy and The Mummy Returns, are great movies. Just great. amazing popcorn blockbuster summer like action I mean, adventure movies. That I'll, are I'll put this out there. At Universal, they have a mummy ride. They don't have an insidious ride. Because no, no one that's wants a, to go on an insidious ride. That's a good point. They're like, hey, you're going on a demon adventure. It's like, nah, 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 <laughs> I'd rather stick with The Mummy. I'm going to go to The Simpsons. At this there's point. also something about The Mummy that's scary, but also just, just cheesy enough where it's almost fun. Like, those movies right. are fun, but they're kind of scary. It's like, what you if know? this is true? It's, it's an action adventure that is, gets a little dark sometimes. Yeah. And I, I think it's also... A really cool glimpse into the past when Brendan, no, Brendan Fraser, Fraser? Yeah. Brendan Fraser. I almost said Gleason. That's a different guy. When Brendan Fraser was a bona fide movie, he, star. he was like the top yeah. of Hollywood, and he I kind of miss guy. those days. He's he's an awesome dude. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, and, I love those movies. But I think the, so. I think this one's tough for me because then was it Tomb of the Dragon Emperor? I think everyone just wants just to pretend cheesy. that one didn't happen. That's not very good. And the new one with Tom Cruise, I actually just watched on TV the other day. It was on, and I watched most of it on TV. And it's, it's okay, but I was really expecting a lot more from it. And I think the studio who built the movie, basically, was expecting a lot more from it, too. Because they were trying to kick off this whole... You know, ever since the MCU has become so popular, right. the big thing is, let's start our own shared movie universe... They were trying to start their own like dark monster universe or whatever they were going to call it, where it was going to be like the Invisible Man and Dracula and the Mummy and Werewolf and all this, all this kind of shit. And the Mummy was supposed to be the first movie that kicked off that franchise, and it bombed so hard that they've abandoned plans for that. So I think that's a really big black eye on that particular franchise for the sake of this argument. I really think when it comes down to it, I'm gonna go insidious on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree yeah, with you, you would. on this one and go insidious. Taya's gonna be mad at me too. She likes the mummy. Good. Maybe you sleep on the couch. 
Well, and that brings us to our last matchup in the East bracket for the round of 64. We have our number two, Mission Impossible, versus 15 Spy Kids. It's I kind of an interesting one. I feel like it's very interesting. And, and I think it goes back to, you know, this was another one of those hard ones for me. Because I love Spy Kids. Those movies, when we were growing up, were like, I was like, this is the shit I want to do. Like, Mom and Dad, sign me up. Like, yeah. where, where do I go? But I realized, like, it's all fake, and then I felt like an ass. <laughs> but they were great movies. I'll still watch them now. I'm pretty sure I watched one, like, a month or two ago. I watched whatever was on Netflix. I was like, I'm just going to watch them all. I would actually really like to rewatch these. I haven't seen these in a long time. But with that being said, I did go with Mission Impossible. Just The reason why I said this one was interesting good. is because it's one's kind of the kid version of the other one, you know? It's a good matchup. It's almost like Spy Kids is the kid version of the IMF force that Ethan Hunt works for in Mission Impossible, where they got all these gadgets, they go on these adventures to save the world, all this kind of stuff. Spy Kids is really cool, and I think anyone who's probably our age or even who's a little kid nowadays who's being introduced to Spy Kids for the first time just falls in love with them. Those movies are great to see as a kid. I'm going to go with Mission Impossible. I think Mission Impossible is one of my favorite franchises ever. I'm a sucker for super dope spy action thriller save the world movies. And no one does it better than Mission Impossible with maybe the exception of James Bond or something like that. So I think I'm going to go with Mission Impossible on this one. And plus, give me all the Tom Cruise doing crazy fucking stunts. Like, I sign me up for all of that. And I like that he does his own stunts, too. I love it. All right, so that wraps up our East bracket. Now we're going to move down to the West bracket. And How are we doing on time, by the way? We're doing. Is this running kind of long. We're at fifty-seven minutes already. So <laughs> okay. maybe, maybe we'll speed up this little po- portion of. Or we could we could cover the West, and cut it there, and then maybe cover the. Well, uh, let's let's push through. We'll, let's we'll do just the round push of You know, you guys can listen. Through, it's going to be like a whole week, so you can <laughs> listen through the whole thing yeah. in chunks. That's what the pause button's for. Yeah. You can always come back to us, give us another view. It's okay. We're, su- we're supportive of that. So moving on to the West. For our number one seeded game, verse 16, we got number one at Marvel. And number 16. Doesn't matter. We're not even going to say him because Marvel's moving on. All right, that was an easy one. Just to give it its due credit, it was Medea. I don't know if there's a lot of people out there who are like big Medea fans, especially when it comes to a matchup like this. I'd really like to have a conversation with you if you pick Medea over never Marvel. I've never seen Medea, Me either. So. Never had any interest. And, uh, you know, not to say anything bad about it, I just have literally zero interest in seeing any of those movies. Yep, so that was a quick one. <laughs> and we flew through that easy. So now we got to number eight versus nine again. At eight, we have Jaws. At nine, we have Child's Play. Okay, so can I jump in real quick? Yeah, go for it. Quick thought on this one. I bumped Jaws down. We had this one. So the first time we developed this bracket, we had different rankings for the different seeds. And we had Jaws ranked considerably higher than a number eight seed. Like a fifth seed, seed, right? Yeah. And I I got to thinking about it when I was looking at it, and I started bumping Jaws down in favor of other franchises because, let's be honest here, Jaws has one iconic, amazing movie followed by a bunch of forgettable sequels. It's pretty much like, hey, there's a big shark in the ocean again. Yeah. Hey, there's another big shark that eats people in the ocean again. Yeah. I mean, I have probably seen, I think, at least the immediate two sequels following the first Jaws. Don't remember anything that happens in them. 
I have no idea. They're just completely forgettable. They show them on AMC all the time, and during the summer they'll do a big Jaws marathon. The original Jaws is one of the best movies ever made, like right. for sure. And makes you terrified movie. to go in the ocean. Iconic. But I think as a franchise, it gets dragged down by the sequels, and I think you we just there was no way we could have it where it was seated as high as it was because right. of one good movie, you know. So that that was my thoughts on that. But with that being said, I did do Jaws. Me too. I'm, because Child's Play is just a doll that does the same shit. Yeah, I'm not fuck a dolls. Not a not a fan of Child's Play. I've never really seen many of them, and they always just kind of annoyed the shit out of me when I saw trailers or commercials for them. I was just like, "Fuck those movies! I don't want to see those." Yeah. And it's a doll with a knife. I don't see what's so scary. But you know, maybe I'm closed minded. Maybe I should go take a look at. I don't Child's know, dude. Play. I will say this: my grandma at her house had a doll in a closet. I can't remember what we called her. I'm sure if anyone in my family watches this, you Annabelle. guys... You, no, but I'm sure if anyone <laughs> in my family watches this, you can leave a comment with the name that we called the doll. Most terrifying shit I've ever seen in my life. You just open the closet and there's a doll sitting there. Dude, like, they're nope. so creepy. Especially those old porcelain dolls. Uh, it's, to anyone yeah. who has those in their house, why? Dolls are why just are creepy in general. Like, fuck dolls. I'm sorry. Right. You know, and Especially for any guests that stay in a house with a bunch of dolls like that. Guess what? They're not a fan of no. the dolls. I'll Put go them stay away. In a hotel. Put them away. But that was easy. So now we'll move on to our five verse twelve. And this one had me thinking, but not necessarily thinking. It, it was pretty easy. So we have at five we had Rambo, and at twelve we have American Pie. I went with Rambo. I love those movies. I'm a big war and action kind of guy, and Rambo's like that American hero that I love. With that being said, though, American Pie. I could watch all those movies over and over again because they're phenomenal movies. This is not a knock against American Pie at all. But when you match up with Rambo, Rambo's going to win. It's definitely an unfavorable matchup for American Pie. That's, you know, in, in the college basketball March Madness brackets, you always look for the 12 versus 5 and look for that for being one of your upsets possibly for the tournament. Unfortunately, American Pie got a really tough matchup here. Rambo seems like the obvious choice to me. I yeah. I like the American Pie movies. They were really influential for like those '90s comedies. They're they're pretty funny, and honestly, the sequels are not bad. Like no, they, they made they, several sequels, and they never really got to where it was like, oh my god, this is so bad. Right. I mean, I think they they had a perfect storyline because they were in high school, and then yeah. they went to college. You know, yeah. they played the sequels to where let's go high school, college. They tailored adult it adult life, and then like, exactly. Why don't yeah. we go back to high school? It was like the reunion, but it's the or reun- something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so they played everything so well. They played it pretty well. That, yeah. Nothing against know. American Pie. They Just ran into off. a tough tough matchup there, and they they're gonna lose to Rambo. Yeah. So Easy. next one. The Fast and Furious franchise is at number four versus Ice Age at number 13. So these in the March Madness brackets, these upsets happen from time to time, 13 over a four. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? I could go on and on and on about how dumb the Fast and Furious movies have gotten, but they're really entertaining. So I think in terms of a franchise... You can you can categorize both of these as those franchises that kind of drag on too long. Yeah, they went through their prime and then they're kind of like we're out of ideas. We're just gonna have a bunch of muscle and car and sh- random shit happen. Now the bad guys are good guys, and Ice Age is kind of one of those. I mean, Ice Age One was one of those movies. Was like if they never make another Ice Age ever again, 
It's one of the best it's, animated movies ever. It's phenomenal. It's so funny. Fast and Furious, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Tokyo Drift. I know a lot, a lot of people love that movie. Yeah. I like, you know, the original Fast and Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious was, eh, it was okay. Once you got kind of past five, I mean, they were to me, I still like the movies, but it's just kind of like, how much shit are these people going to do through it every country in the fucking world without getting in any sort of trouble? They're like, oh, you get in trouble, and then they help stop something. They're like, yeah, you're not in trouble anymore. Oh, it's you're like, pardoned. Yeah, I don't all know. All right. So I did go with Fast and Furious because I thought Ice Age kind of just, it kind of ran out. Like, they, there was no need for sequels, in my opinion. Yeah. And Fast and Furious, they did leave like a storyline that they could build some sequels on. I say just kind of forced it, I think. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to have to go with Fast and Furious on this, even though I'm not really that big of a fan anymore. I think once they started making more after seven, it really annoyed the shit out of me. I thought that would have been a perfect place to stop. And I, I won't, I'll, I will stop myself from going on my Fast and Furious 7 <laughs> rant because I think that movie is so utterly ridiculous. It's not even funny. But Ice Age had, like you said, the original, one of the funniest and best animated movies ever. It is hilarious. But all of the sequels are pretty. <laughs> all of the sequels are pretty forgettable, I think. And I think Fast and Furious just has more memorable sequels. Like, I think Fast Five when they first introduced the Rocks character, yeah. is my personal favorite. So that's pretty astounding for a franchise to have the fifth one in be the, in yeah, my 100%. favorite one. Oh, so they I have I like think, Ronda Rousey come in and make appearance too. Yeah. Like. I, I think I'm going to go with Fast and Furious, even though I think if it was matched up against a stronger franchise, I might have gone with the latter. But yeah. Fast and Furious wins that matchup, I think. Yeah. So then moving on. From our 4 to 13, we're down to our 6 v 11. So at 6, we have Jason Bourne. And 11, we have Karate Kid. Now, I thought about this one for maybe 20 seconds. And I was like, God, Karate Kid, you know, I like, you know, wax on, wax off. But I was like, they just, Karate Kid 1, 2, 48. And then they come out with the one with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. And I'm just like, yeah, nah. Whereas Jason Bourne is one of those, they, it's, I mean, it's a great story. There's there's nothing wrong with the Jason Bourne movies. Yeah, I I, I don't think we need to overthink this one. I think it's nope. Jason Bourne. I, I you know Karate Kid the original is really good. Like I said, I don't think the sequels are all that memorable. No, nope. I don't know. I just just don't another really money grab them. type yeah, thing. Just another money grab. The Jason Bourne movies, however, are all of those very strong. Like the third one in in the original three is actually very very good. I don't think people were too stoked on the one they did with Jeremy Renner, who plays Hawkeye from Marvel. Remember, yeah. they took that one. It was almost like a spinoff type thing. Mm -hmm. It's okay, but they're all very entertaining, and they're based on – there's a ton of books. So yeah. they had a lot of really strong uh, – what do you call it? Source material. Yeah, they, they, had, a, they had a lot to base the whole story yeah. off of. Yeah, and I think each one – you know, you can just take one book and make a whole movie out of it, and it's got a very coherent story. And yeah. just you know, So I think – no need to overthink this one. I think it's Jason uh, Bourne. Easy. So Jason Bourne will go against the winner of this next matchup, which is number three, Planet of the Apes, or 14, Nightmare on Elm Street. What are your thoughts on this one? I feel like it's a pretty easy one for me. but Yeah, my thoughts are Planet of the Apes and a landslide, and I haven't seen a ton of the older Planet of the Apes. I think I did see the Mark Wahlberg one with it that came out. I'm not even I think it was like sure 2001 when. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. But 
just for the sake of the new trilogy, those are great. Those are great movies. And yeah. I think any of those, you just take those three versus the entire Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, like, come on. No, I, I have to agree. Uh, you know, Planet of the Apes is one of those that, again, they build the story with Caesar. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, they just build on it. And I think the way they build on it, it just makes it that much stronger of a franchise. And Yeah. and I, I think, An easy choice. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen a Nightmare on Elm Street anyways. I, I don't think I have either, actually, now that I think about it. But it's really cool. You, you look at that new Planet of the Apes trilogy – they get better as they move along, which mm-hmm. is always a good sign for a trilogy or a series of movies. If they keep getting better, like that has to go over a franchise, which I, I haven't, I'm not a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan, clearly, because I haven't seen them, but I don't think anyone out there could really argue they got better <laughs> as they went along. I feel it's like kind of like one of those Friday the 13th scenarios where it's like, okay, we're just continuing to make these movies because right, they, they make money. Continue to kill people. Yeah. And, and oh, he died, but we're bringing him back for number right. six. Like, okay. Oh, he was, yeah. He had his head severed off, but somehow it right. rolled back to him. And yeah. after his body had been cremated and magically poof, here he is killing people. Do again. you remember when they did Freddy versus Jason? Yeah. yeah. I think actually just, I did see that one. It's, I know, ironically, so I haven't seen much of either of the franchises, but I did. I think when that was coming out, I was like, Freddy versus Jason. I'm like, this is so absurd. I have to watch it. <laughs> and you know what? It did not disappoint. You know, it's, it's just pretty absurd. It's just two murderers that want to try and kill the other one so that they can go murder other people. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, we have our seven versus ten matchup here in the West. And the number seven is the Die Hard franchise. Number ten is Texas Chainsaw. I'm going to take this one away. Easy, Die Hard. Yeah. I agree. Easy. I Die mean, Hard's just a really strong franchise. That first one is so good. Well, and Texas Chainsaw, like, I get it was based on, like, a true story and shit, but <laughs> come on, people. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think every time they've remade Texas Chainsaw, it almost just seems like, you know, literally you take the name. I mean, it's, it is a straight like just remake I mean we're seeing the same exact thing every time like okay we get it these people show up to this super sus you know western town in Texas and end up I don't know what the fucking plot is they run out of gas and then they end up staying at some guy's house the sheriff and then there's some fucking psychotic maybe next time there'll be an Oklahoma or something something. I'm just not that interested I don't know no I'm the same way maybe next time there'll be an Oklahoma or something you can call it Oklahoma Chainsaw Massacre or something like that (laughs) Oh, the Oklahoma, Texas chainsaw? Yeah. Well, don't forget that part. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. That, I mean, that was easy. Die hard, clearly. And then this one is... This one could be tough for a couple people. But we have number two, Transformers, versus number 15, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, growing up, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, when we were kids, phenomenal. Graphics, you know, the whole movie part of it... If we go back and watch them now, we're going to be like, that was straight trash. How could we watch them? But when we were growing up, I loved those movies. Yeah, the ones when we were younger were actually pretty awesome. Now, going into the Transformers, though, the the, the first three are just, like, you can't beat them. I mean, I literally just watched them probably two months ago, and you can't beat those movies. They're just They're great. so much good action in them. And That's another franchise that, just like Lord of the Rings, if it's on TV, I'm watching it. Yep. Really, any of those first three. 
we were talking about a little bit before we started this podcast, but the new ones they've started to make with Mark Wahlberg, I haven't seen the very newest one, but I saw the one they made, like the very first one with him in it, which was like post Shia LaBeouf Transformers. And it's super weird. I don't know really where they're going with those. And I... (sighs) It's just a weird feeling. It's, it, it's, I don't know how to describe it. They just got really strange. The storytelling's very bizarre, and I, there's a lot going on yeah. that doesn't make a lot of sense. But the first three, the first three make are it. great. And, and when we're in high school and Megan Fox comes out in the first one, we're all like, "Oh my god!" That definitely can't. Megan Fox. It, it, they're they're the most Michael Bay movies ever. Where yeah. it's just like, "Hey, here's a bunch of robots shooting each other. There's explosions everywhere. A bunch of cool military jargon, and also here's a couple of really hot chicks just sprinkled in right. throughout the whole thing." So Transformers, I think, Easy. wins this one. Yeah, pretty easily. So that ends the left side of the bracket, the east west side of the bracket. Now we're gonna move over to the south and Midwest. Um, you know, I think, I don't think we had any disagreements on the, other the, than a couple, the West side of the bracket though. Yeah, we were and we didn't have any upsets universal. either. We, we had one through eight went through. So now on to the South where, oh boy, yeah, this could, uh, we could, we could see some kinks here, but, uh, all right. Well, technology at its finest. Let's just put it that way. So, in round one, we have our number one seed and the greatest movie franchise in the history of movies, Harry Potter. All right, settle down, Matthew. So, since they're already moving on to the championship round, should we just skip down to the next one? Or Oh, you don't want to cover how I have the Amityville horror franchise beating Harry Potter? And this is the end of Just Browsing <laughs> as a complete podcast. So, just please kidding. tune in to our just individual podcast. Harry Potter, obviously... <laughs> No offense to anyone out there who's big horror fans for Amityville, but I think it's pretty clear it's Harry Potter. Yeah. If you like Amityville over Harry Potter, then... I did recently watch... Well, not recently. I think it was last October for... We always try and watch a bunch of horror movies in October, and we I watched the Amityville remake with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Mm. I almost said Gosling. I'm confusing all the actors with the same names for some reason. It's pretty good. Pretty scary. I don't know. Yeah, I've never really seen a, a lot fan, of the so. earlier ones, but um, that's about all I can say about Amityville. I think Harry Potter wins in a landslide. Easy. So, what are your opinions on our eight versus nine? We got King Kong coming in at eight, and the Conjuring universe at nine. I'm gonna have to go with the Conjuring universe here. I think going back to my Insidious comments, the first two Conjuring movies are two of my absolute favorite horror movies ever made. They're insanely scary, and they're really good. They got good storylines. I have not seen a lot of the spinoffs. The only spinoff I've seen is The Nun, and I thought was pretty damn scary. But I think it beats King Kong. I haven't seen... King Kong is another one like Godzilla. They've been making King Kong movies since forever. Yeah. It goes back decades. And I've, I saw the Peter Jackson one, the one with Jack Black in it, where they go over to the island. and The, the like longest there, movie ever. Yeah. Everything there is super big. It really fucked me up because there's a bunch of gigantic, gigantic bugs, and yeah. I hate bugs. So I remember that one, and I remember the newest one that they just made a couple years ago with Samuel L. Jackson in it. Mm -hmm. Kong Skull Island. Yeah, they kind of roped in Vietnam War and all that kind of stuff into it. It's pretty cool, but I think Conjuring is my choice pretty easily here. I mean, I I just went with King Kong because fuck demons, you know. Oh, yeah, I should have known. And fuck all the, the demon bullshit. I watched a little bit of The Conjuring. And then I just walked away, which was funny because I was watching it by myself on TV. 
That's a psycho. Man. And then I just then I walked away, and I'm like, wait, I could just change the channel. I'm not watching with someone like. Yeah. It, so it does I not, change. Does not it surprise me if you don't like horror movies. Those are really terrifying. Yeah, the so, first two are terrifying. So no, no to Conjuring. I will watch King Kong a hundred times. Fair enough. Okay, our number five versus twelve matchup. We have Shrek at number five and Resident Evil at number twelve. Now this one is actually worth a little consideration on my part. I'm a huge fan of the Shrek movies. Shrek one, two, and I three are all pretty great. I haven't seen anything past that. But the original Shrek, especially, I think has got to be considered with Ice Age and any of the best Pixar movies as some of the best animated movies ever created. Oh, the original 100%, is so 100%. funny. It's so good. But Resident Evil, they're really entertaining. I don't think any of the Resident Evil movies are going to be breaking any records for winning awards or critical praise. I don't think anyone's going to confuse those movies for that. But... For the pure popcorn, you know, summer blockbuster, let's just see, is it uh, Mia Djokovic just run around and shoot zombies and do cool badass shit? Those are really entertaining. And that's another series where Sci-Fi Channel shows them all the time. And if I'm eating dinner or doing something else and I want to just have something on in the background, Resident Evil makes for a great background watching movie. They're just, they're pretty entertaining. Although I think all things considered, I'm going to go with Shrek. Yep. I got Shrek too. Okay. And I thought that was a pretty easy one. Just wanted to give a special shout out to Resident Evil because I feel like it deserves a little bit of consideration. So our next matchup is the number four versus the number 13 seeds. And number four is Indiana Jones and number 13 is Lake Placid. So right here you got Indiana Jones, which we covered earlier has I think the third most Oscar wins of any franchise on this entire bracket. So huge critical acclaim for the Indiana Jones movies. I, I definitely would say they're classics at this point, or maybe not, maybe not classics, but really iconic. I mean, Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones is one of the three main characters that he is known for portraying. And those movies along with star Wars literally raised me as a kid. I love the Indiana Jones movies they're the right balance of great action adventure and funny and there's some of them will get pretty scary and dark at moments and then you have Lake Placid which I don't think I've seen any of them other than the first one maybe and I see them from time to time on the sci-fi channel and they're definitely sci-fi channel movies I think everyone loves a good monster movie but they're not really good monster (laughs) movies they're just there but it's pretty fun to watch a giant crocodile eat people. I don't know. I mean, they have a certain appeal. I mean... I'm going Indiana Jones. I, I'm, yeah, Indiana Jones, 100%. I think movies like Lake Placid make people scared to go in lakes, which is like, listen, the biggest thing in here might be like a 30-pound trout, which isn't really that big of a fish in, in all reality. But that movie made you think that in the mountains of Colorado, the fucking Loch Ness Monster is going to come up and grab you. And like, is what? that really where it was set? Was it in Colorado? No, no, no. Lake Placid's in New York. Oh, okay, okay. But that I'm shows just, how much I know about. I'm Lake just Placid. saying, and I mean, I'm sure there might be a Lake Placid here, but it's probably some glacial lake up in <laughs> the 14ers. That I think we've spent enough breath on Lake Placid. Indiana yeah, Indiana Jones, Jones 100. percent Okay, um, the next one we got here is the number six versus eleven matchup. Number six is the Lethal Weapon series, and number eleven is Godzilla, which we already covered has 
35 movies in that franchise going back to the 40s or something. Lethal Weapon, I think, has four or five. They also made a TV show. They made a TV just recently. recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went with Lethal Weapon. I think I'm going to go with Lethal Weapon as well. I think the Godzilla movie they made with Matthew Broderick in the 2000s at some point, maybe early 2000s, where they're in New York and they end mm-hmm. up blowing up the Staples Center and stuff. Or not, not the Staples Center. The uh, Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden, sorry. Um, completely end of the country. <laughs> yeah, I, I just picked a well-known basketball stadium, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that one. Um, that one's really awesome. I love that one. Uh, the new ones that they've made, I wanted to be a lot better than they were, and just for whatever reason, they didn't quite meet my expectations. That, that being said, uh, the one that they came out in 2014, I think, so the one prior to the one that they matched up, where he's fighting all the other monsters. Right, where he's, like, working just, with... Yeah, it's, like, just him and, like, the military, and then he has to fight off, like, I don't even know what. That one's pretty cool. It's very visual. It's I would compare that to a movie like Prometheus, where, like, the storyline's not all that great, but it's very visually stunning to right, watch. Right, it's like a... So would you put in... Um, oh, I can't think of the movie now. Came out when we were in middle school. It was filmed. Oh, chron- uh, not Chronicle... Um, <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Cloverfield. 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 Would you yeah. make that a Godzilla movie? No, it's its its own thing. Because I never saw, like, what there wasn't, wasn't there a sequel or, like, a quote-unquote sequel to it? Yeah, we could go on a little sidebar on that, but it's... I think they've made three of them now, but they're 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 definitely separate okay. from Godzilla. Okay, well, I, yeah, I've only saw the first one, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's just a Godzilla, you know, yeah. prequel." So it's almost, right. Cloverfield one was almost like if they made a Godzilla movie from like a first person point of view, if someone just walking around Let, with a. Camera. Let's just put it this way: never make a movie like that ever again, because I didn't know what I was watching. It was just like <sighs> shaking camera whole, the whole time. I'm like that whole like found footage style of shooting movies it's been done well a couple of times but that's not uh, one of those examples no, not at all I, back to the topic at hand yep, with lethal sorry, weapon sorry. and godzilla i think i'm gonna go lethal weapon on this i i have kind of conflated all of those movies in my head now and just combined them into one but i remember them being really entertaining really funny it's like good buddy cop sort of action adventure yep. type stuff I, I think big names weapon, yeah so I think that, that that to me gets the nod. I know there's a lot of Godzilla heads out there who are like uber Godzilla fans who have studied the whole lore and mythology right. of Godzilla. And I think all of that's very interesting. I just think no one, especially nowadays, at least for me, and I'm a pretty big movie fan, I'm not going to bother going back and watching some Godzilla movie no, that came out I, in I won't I watch. I'll watch Lethal Weapon when it comes on, but if a Godzilla comes on, I'm like flipping through, trying to find something more entertaining to me. Yeah, so I think Lethal Weapon gets the nod there. All right, so the next one, we have the number three versus the number 14. The number three seed here, I think, is a really strong franchise, Star Trek. And the number 14 seed is the Underworld series, which I think is very comparable to Resident Evil. And I gave some of my thoughts on that a second ago. But to me, I haven't seen a ton. Again, I'm more of a Star Wars person than I am Star Trek. I really like the new Star Trek movies they've made, the J.J. Abrams ones. But I don't know a lot. I was, I was actually going through this exercise the other day looking up the history of Star Trek and all of the shows and all of the old movies. And I have not seen enough to really speak intelligently on the entire Star Trek franchise. But I think for sure it's better than Underworld. I don't want to offend any Trekkies See, out there by saying it's not as good as Underworld. 
I went with Underworld. Did you really? I think Underworld is... It's just an interesting universe, in my opinion. I mean, there's just something about it. Or not necessarily like it's a universe, like it's its own you know, Marvel, but there's just something about it that it was captivating to watch. And I was like, I got to watch all of these now. Underworld's cool. And, and it, I it really like Underworld. It drew me in. Whereas Star Trek, I think I'm like you, I like Star Wars so much that Star Trek's kind of just... I don't know. I think Star Trek was before Star Wars. It was, yeah. But Star Wars different. Just, just hits different. And, yeah, it's And a it makes Star story. Trek look, you know, not as interesting to me. So I yeah. definitely went with Underworld just because I, I like the Underworld movies because they captivated me. Star that's Trek a, didn't captivate me. That's a big upset. That's I think that's our first upset. 14 it's a 14 versus over three. 3 Underworld beating Star Trek. Well, that's my third upset that you didn't have so yeah i i that's my florida gulf coast i I, i'm definitely gonna go star trek on that and literally just from the newest three that i've seen those are very very good entertaining movies just really well done movies well i'm not saying they're bad either they just they never they never captivated me into going into another one yeah and don't get me wrong i think underworld and resident evil are both really cool franchises and they're very entertaining like, don't get me wrong, I love all the, the vampire versus werewolf stuff. Yeah. Especially the ones set way back in the day with, like, swords and shit. That, yeah. Those ones were really old cool. School. The old school ones. They got a little weird when they got modern and they're in, like, the modern world and stuff. I don't right. know how I feel about those. But, you know, Kate Beckinsale running around as, like, this super vampire, like, slicing the heads off of werewolves. I mean, who doesn't like that? That's pretty badass. It, it was... So, okay. You, you got Underworld. I got Star Trek. So... Let's let's roll on to the next one, which is the seven ten matchup, and number seven seed is the Twilight Saga. Number ten seed is the DC Universe Saga. This is like the battle of the maligned movie franchises. Yeah. So my thoughts on this were very close. This one was a close one in my opinion. And before we go, and have you seen all of Twilight and all of I have DC? seen all of Twilight. I haven't seen all of the DC. Okay. But what I was thinking, and I took out the Batman trilogy out of the DC universe. Yeah, because those are definitely separate for this right. discussion. Yeah. So I'm looking at more of the modern, you know, Aquaman, you know, all of the Batman versus ones, Superman, Batman. Man of Steel, yeah, Wonder so, Woman. The Twilight Saga, I've seen them all. I think I've seen them multiple times. Great movies if you're watching them with a female counterpart. <laughs> if you're watching them by yourself. That's a very good point. You got to go with DC. The only, my only thing against DC was Batman vs. Superman. You didn't like it? Weren't a fan? One of the dumbest movies I've ever spent time watching. That's you have, another one. You have a super being <laughs> against a trillionaire. A super being who can shoot lasers out of his eyes. Is literally the strongest... Thing in the galaxy that we know only has one thing that can kill him against a trillionaire. Just a dude with a just, bunch of gadgets. Just a dude with a bunch of gadgets. And the dude with a bunch of gadgets almost wins. Like, fuck off, TC. You can't have a superhero versus super rich dude. He's not Iron Man. <laughs> I'm... I'm going to go DC Universe on this one. I just don't think the Twilight movies are very good at all. I understand... There was a massive appeal for them when they came out. 
and they're you know a very immensely popular or very immensely popular book series and movie series but they're just not for me i don't think they're very good the dc movies are not really good movies on average i think wonder woman and aquaman got have got the most yeah, critical and praise and they weren't very and good and even those I think don't even stack up with the worst Marvel movies no so that being said I'm still gonna go DC Batman vs Superman is another one just real quick thoughts on that it's not a great movie but I will watch the shit <laughs> so out of that movie bad. I will watch the shit out of that movie it gets I won't. also very weird towards the end with the whole doomsday thing yeah. and I, I think the biggest problem with DC movies is the storytelling, the script decisions on how they've chosen they tried to... tried too hard. They also rushed the shit out of it. Yeah. That's their biggest issue is that they tried to make their Avengers-level movie before they had even given every single Avengers-level character their own movie. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Like, Marvel has you beaten by 10 years. They're way ahead of the game. Like, just accept take the fact time. that they've beaten you to the punch and take your time and make good movies yeah. give us a flash movie give us a wonder woman movie give us a cyborg movie and then give us justice league right not go oh here in batman versus superman we're gonna first introduce you to the fact that this is a shared universe and also introduce wonder woman it's not even her own movie but we're gonna shoehorn shoehorn her into this other movie you know, they just... Like, boom, boom, boom. And they're like, how do you like it? It's like, eh, it's too much. That's their biggest much. mistake, is rushing it. But all of that being said, I'm going DC Universe. Uh, and I went with DC Universe, too. That brings us to our final matchup in the South, which is our number two seed, which is James Bond versus the number 15 seed, which is The Exorcist. Easy one again, James Bond. Yeah. Fuck The Exorcist. I've watched Exorcism videos on like YouTube and shit. Terrifying. <laughs> Fucking terrifying. Think, Worst idea I've ever had. I think at this point, your thoughts on horror movies have been Out the window. If, if, if I say a horror movie, we're moving on. You already know my decision. I, and I don't, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you because I think James Bond absolutely in a landslide beats the Exorcist franchise. I, I think if you went out and asked a bunch of random people on the street, if there were even, if you said, hey, pop quiz, does the Exorcist have sequels? A lot of people wouldn't even know that there are sequels. Right. And the fact that there are enough sequels to be considered a franchise in this discussion means there's more than three. Yeah. <laughs> I've never even seen the original. I think the original is one of the best horror movies ever, supposedly. I've never seen it. But never seen what it. the fuck? It's a franchise? Really? We made more than two sequels to the original? It's not It doesn't. Not even on the same level as James nope. Bond. Not even close. So with that being said, we wrap up our South Bracket. Now we're going to move on to the Midwest bracket. And with our number one seed, verse 16, we have number one with The Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit. Verse 16, scary movie. What are your thoughts on this one? Tough one, huh? <laughs> I don't think this one needs to be overthought at all no, either. Okay. I think it's Lord of the Rings, Hobbit. Yeah. So the scary movie franchise, is, is they, they definitely nailed the spoof movie thing. That, that whole They were the, the spoof movie. They, they defined that whole genre. And the first three are really hilarious to me. But, uh, yeah, not even close. Yeah. Lord yeah. of the Rings. I agree. E easy one to move on to. So now we have our eight versus nine. And at eight, we have Despicable Me. And nine, we have Transporter. Now, the inner child in me loves Despicable Me. So I went with Despicable Me because I could sit there and watch 
all of those movies, the Minions, the Despicable Me's, over and over and over and over and over again and never get tired of it. They're just great movies. Fair enough. I'm going to go Transporter. Uh, I did not even know until I was doing some research on this to just double check that all of the franchises we had included did in fact have more than three movies. I didn't know that Transporter had more than three. I thought there was only three with Jason Statham in it. But there's actually a fourth one, which brings it into contention for being a franchise in this yeah. discussion. And I didn't even know it existed. There's one they remade with basically the bad guy from the original Deadpool. Do you know who I'm talking about? Like the British guy who does all the experiments on Deadpool yeah. and stuff. He plays basically Jason Statham's part. And I don't know if it's supposed to be some sort of a prequel or maybe it's just a total remake where they're just like erasing the story from the first three or something. I, it's so irrelevant. I didn't even know it existed until I looked it up. The first three are super dope, though. The, especially, especially the first Transporter. Like, that... Basically, him doing those movies... Well, pretty much any Jason Statham movie. I guess I, I won't go that far. But that's what, that's what led him into the Fast and Furious. Like, he's basically playing the Transporter in the Fast right. and Furious movies yeah. now. You know what I mean? I get it. I'm going Transporter on this. Yeah, we disagree again. I guess it's only the fourth time, though. So, we're doing... Pretty good. This will be a pretty easy bracket for us. Uh, that brings us to 5 versus 12. We have Predator coming in at our fifth ranked in the Midwest bracket versus Jack Ryan at number 12. Oof. What are your thoughts this on this? It's actually one? a pretty tough matchup. I have seen bits and pieces of, I think, all of the Jack Ryan movies. The only one I, I know really well in my recent memory is the most recent one they made with Chris Pine from the mm. Star Trek remakes. That one's pretty entertaining. I don't think it got really high praise in terms of the critics, but it's a cool spy movie. Uh, the Jack Ryan character is another sort of like Jason Bourne type character. Um, we could have actually included him in our action movie character we breakdown. I think we episode. did, didn't we? No, I don't think we did include Jack Ryan. We missed opportunity. Um, we'll have to that rehash was, that. That at was some so point. many days ago. I can't remember. <laughs> but. That's a cool franchise. He's a really cool, badass, sort of Jason Bourne-esque character, but I love the Predator movies. They're great. I'm going Predator on this I, I went Predator as well. I just... There's something about those movies that was just intriguing. And I didn't watch them, you know, until more recently, but there's just something about them. I'm like... They're just dope. They're, there's just something that catches you. And then they come out with movies that you can go hunt them, and I'm like, why would you hunt something that's literally hunting you? Yeah. And it's a lot better of a killer than you yeah it's it's kind of a cool concept of not only a terrifying alien but a terrifying alien that is literally designed to hunt things yeah like it is the ultimate predator it, it has predator. Not, not only is it an alien with like super speed and super strength and like fangs and stuff but it's got all these like really cool gadgets and right. guns and fucking Wolverine knives and stuff. It's the ultimate. It's crazy. Predator. And and the first movie with Arnold is I think it's either that or the original Terminator is the first R-rated movie I ever saw. So, <laughs> so they, it, it has a really special place in my heart. <laughs> I'm definitely going Predator on this one. I'm just a huge fan of those movies. Plus the Alien versus Predator movies. Yeah, those are when great. they cross those two franchises. Say what you want about them, but they're pretty entertaining. I'll, I'll watch those movies any day of the week. Uh, yeah, I'm going Predator. Here. Right. Well, and speaking of, of Terminator, yeah. that is in our next matchup uh, with the number four seed going against the number 13 in Poltergeist. So, again, a super hard decision for me. 
with Terminator <laughs> quickly advancing to the round of 32. 100% I'm going Terminator. I'm hopping on that bandwagon and too, dude. Terminator, that's actually going to be a really tough matchup discussing Terminator versus Predator for me. Two Arnold Schwarzenegger-led franchises. I love the Terminator movies. I love them. Dude, they're great. And the, the new ones they've come out with don't let you down either. They're phenomenal movies. The only one I have not seen is the most recent one. And I heard it's not amazing, but it's also not bad. I think it's actually better than the last couple that came out before it. The first one is a, is a great movie. And the second one is probably the greatest sequel ever made. They're, if uh, not yeah. the greatest, one of the greatest sequels ever made. Terminator I mean, Two slaps. They're they're just great. <laughs> it was an easy it was an easy choice. But with okay. that being said, they got a they got a tough bracket. They still got to fight through. Yeah, I think the the it, next time we next time you guys tune in to just browsing, and we're covering the round of thirty two Predator versus Terminator, I'm I'm gonna have some serious thoughts about could, that. Could get so. juicy. Yeah. But with that being said, we're going to move on to our uh, number six seed, Rocky, versus number 11, Hannibal Lecter. Now, I love Rocky. I'm a big Stallone guy. Love all of his work. Fuck yeah, dude. Rocky's just that underdog. You know, he loses, comes back, and just gets knocked down. You know, he probably has CTE after the first oh, movie. Rocky for sure has CTE. But he just for keeps sure. going forward. His you know, one of his best friends then dies and he goes on a revenge mission. And, you know, I, the whole Rocky movies are just great. Now, the newer ones, I've kind of been like, all right, dude, just retire already. Like, holy <laughs> shit. But I went with Rocky. I do love the Hannibal Lecter movies. That's one of those movies that you can That's surprising to me that I you like watch. those movies. They're just interesting. I guess they're not straight up horror. It's more of like a suspenseful It's more of like a suspenseful, a like, let's go into the, the head of... Like a cannibalistic a serial cannibalistic killer, yeah. serial killer, and, it, and it's just one of those things. You're like, well, it's it's interesting to follow along. Definitely, they're they're cool movies. I've seen Silence of the Lambs, and I think the direct sequel to it. I haven't seen anything beyond that, though. I don't know how many they made. They also made a TV show yeah. about it, which I think is still going too. So clearly, a lot of love out there for the Hannibal Lecter series. Excuse me. I'm going with Rocky for sure. I went with Rocky too. And I also considered the newest Creed movies, which are spinoffs from the Rocky movies. But are they have both Rocky in them. Really good movies. Yep. Really I, good. I totally forgot to throw them in there, but I agree too. Those are phenomenal movies. I just I'm just hoping they stop those at the right time instead of carrying them on to Rocky forty eight when he's in a wheelchair, you know, in a retirement home fighting Drago again or, that, or some <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I would tune in for that. <laughs> I, when considering how to rank this one, when you loop in the Creed movies, that put it up to a number six seed for me. The Creed yeah. movies are strong. And I also think that's a genius way to keep this franchise going is it's not Rocky anymore. You know, no. he's a coach. He's passing it on to Apollo's son. And, dude, they're dope. They're great they're, movies. They're great. They're, there's nothing more to say. They're great. Rocky's going on. But now, he's got a tough matchup. He's got Jurassic Park or The Evil Dead. Again, this one is probably going to be a pretty easy one for the majority of people. Taking Jurassic Park. Yeah. Groundbreaking movies again at their, that time. You know, what, early 90s is when the first one came out? 93. Phenomenal movie for Dude, 93. It holds up so well, that original one. 
even even now you watch it and you're like, that could have been made yesterday. Yeah. The, just just great. I think Jurassic Park for sure on yeah. this one. The the Evil Dead remake they made, I think in 2013 or something, whenever that came out. Pretty fucking badass movie, actually. Pretty scary, pretty intense. But the first two, especially Jurassic Park movies, even the third one I like a lot, are just fantastic movies. I think that original movie is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. And obviously you got the Jurassic World movies now, which are I don't think are as strong, but they're really entertaining. I mean, who doesn't? Dude, dinosaurs are fascinating. <laughs> well, it's terrifying think- because we're unearthing more and more and people are experimenting more and more. And I'm like... We don't need Jurassic Park. Let 2020 end before <laughs> was, you start any of this other shit. Yeah, I saw this thing the other day on the internet. It was like some... I don't even know if this article was real because some of these people will just put these articles in there for memes right. just for the sake of making a meme. But they were like something about some headline about scientists trying to experiment with dinosaur DNA they have found in fossils to bring dinosaurs back or mm-hmm. something like that. And this guy commented and was just like, we literally have an entire franchise of movies explaining why this is a horrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. It never once worked in the entire Jurassic Park experiment. That never went well. Or if you bring back dinosaurs, let's just bring back ones that can't go in water and can't fly. And then we'll put them on Jeffrey Epstein's island and we'll just call it a day. <laughs> Hey, there's an idea. Put him on Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> island. That'll become Isla Sorna or whatever. <laughs> whatever was the island in Jurassic Park. Okay. Uh, down to our last couple. And this, is, this will end the round of 64. So we have our 7 versus 10 matchup. Number 7 seed, the Halloween franchise. And number 10, the Saw franchise. So a couple of horror movie franchises here. I don't know what you're going to do because you hate horror movies. So this one was purely based on experience. I went with Halloween. In high school, someone brought in like the, the Jigsaw doll. Oh, from Saw. Okay. And this thing was like, not just like a little, you know, cotton doll. This thing was like its eyes could move and shit. Oh, shit. And I'm sitting there in class. And she put it down in class. And the fucking thing looked at me. <laughs> I walked by it and I gave it a swift kick. And I mean... I yeeted that thing into the wall. And I, I had zero remorse as I just kept walking out of the class. As soon as that thing looked at me, I'm like, no, nah, I'm done. And yeeted against the wall. She got upset. I was in Ms. Lindsley's class. Okay. And she loved me. So she just followed me in the hall and goes, why do you do that? I was like, it looked at me. And she goes, it is pretty scary. And then she went back into class. And okay, I just can I ask a question? Up. Who? Wait, not who, but why were they bringing in a jigsaw Dude, doll? I have no idea. Was it October? I have no, no. I have no idea. What kind of a serial killer does that? That's that's. I don't know, weird. but it was terrifying. So I yeeted against the wall and walked down to the hallway. I think I'm I, totally justified for doing that. And and so I'm like, you know, when I see saw shit, I'm like, I'm done. The jigsaw thing is terrifying. I I think on this one, I'm going Halloween, yeah. and. Only because the original is a really... It's a classic horror movie. It's a really well-made movie. The storyline is is pretty scary, and it's just a strong story. They have also made sequels, and they just beat this dead horse to yeah. oblivion. But the new remake they made, I thought was pretty cool. It's exactly what you're expecting from a Halloween movie, so don't go into the new one expecting literally anything different <laughs> other than what this... The, the formula for a Halloween movie is. But the Saw franchise... The only reason, to me, Halloween beats Saw is 
Saw is another franchise that has kind of gotten ruined for me because of the scary movie spoof movies. Yeah. They just, you know that one that had like Shaq in it and like Dr. Phil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if anyone has seen those scary movies, I, I now cannot take Saw seriously. You know, just like Scream. I, I just mean, can't take it seriously I because think, of scary movie. I think Saw's got like, their plot line is interesting. They're like, you gotta do all this puzzle bullshit to save your life, but you're gonna have to kill everybody else to do it. It's interesting in the way that it's like, how would someone do that? Because you don't want to be selfish, yet you have to be selfish. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but if we're in a room and shit's going down, like, you got to do this, which is going to end up killing your friend. I'm like, sorry, Zach. Yeet your head off with the saw blade (laughs) or something. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to stay alive. I don't want you to do something bad to me. Well, good for you because you're then going to go on living with the guilt of murdering one of your best friends and a co-host of the first podcast you ever started. And you're also probably going to have like... One less foot because you probably had to cut off your foot because yeah, the probably. fucking key was buried in your calf or some dumb shit. I don't know. Well, let's just hope I'm never in that situation. <laughs> Agreed. Or, or if Please it is, just kill me immediately. If, if it happens. is, I'm just gonna hold my breath till I pass out, and then go. hopefully I trigger something that just ends yeah. me when I'm passed out. Yeah. Terrifying, okay. but hopefully I'm never in that situation. So wait, did you go with Halloween? I went with Halloween. Okay, all right. <laughs> I kind of forgot. We went on a weird <laughs> tangent there. Okay, so Halloween. Down to our last matchup here. In the Midwest side of the bracket for the round of 64. Number two seed versus number 15 seed. Number two is Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. And the number 15 is the RoboCop. I'm going to go Pirates of the Caribbean on this one. I think this is a two versus 15. It's pretty obvious. Which normally those matchups should be. Pirates of the Caribbean's got at least three super strong entries. Probably four. The newest one kind of went downhill. I'm not a big fan of. But... The very first Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl movie, phenomenal, is great, and yeah. I will never forget everyone going to see that. That came out when we were in high school, and just thinking, this movie is badass. This yeah. is a, I was not expecting that movie to be that good. No, and I expected them to be done at that one. I didn't really see the need for a sequel, but they you did know, a pretty good job, two and though. three. Those storylines are good. Yeah, and then. Yeah, they kind of get a little iffy here and there, but they're still super entertaining. Even if the storyline is straight, like, dog shit, (laughs) it is entertaining to just get in there and watch the movie. This is one crazy thing that you can think about with the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, and especially that just goes to show how good that first movie is. Johnny Depp got nominated for an Oscar for playing Captain Jack Sparrow for a movie that was based on a theme park ride. How yeah. fucking crazy is that? That's a pretty random... Th- like, you would not expect that movie to do well. Especially no. to get nominated for any sort of actual awards. Great movie. And the first three are really entertaining. Great. Really good movies. I think... Yeah, I think that one... No need to overthink it. No. The RoboCop movies, I think I have seen the original. And I've seen the latest remake they made. Which was, I think, just kind of like most Hollywood remakes. Where it's a flashier remake with less substance than the original right so i don't think there's much more you need to say about it no i I think it was a pretty easy choice to to go with pirates on this one and i mean i'm pretty sure they're gonna have to make another one since johnny depp lost 600 million dollars or whatever in his divorce yeah he's probably gonna have to come back he's got to make like eight more so let's just get ready (laughs) let's get ready for a whole another you know 20 years worth of pirates all right so that that rounds out our round of 64 so i think we're gonna try and post 
How are we gonna How are we gonna work this? So out what we might end up doing then is it looks like we're different on one, two, three, four, five, five different selections. So we'll link uh, two new brackets. We'll link one for Zach's choices and one for mine um, onto the Podbean page, and uh, you can click on them. You can see what Zach picked compared to what I picked. Um, and then, you know, in next week's episode, we'll go through the round of 32. And depending on how much time we have then, we can get into our Sweet 16. Um, but, yeah, look look for the links. We'll link we'll link this stuff. I'll link, we'll link it on the YouTube. We'll link it on our Podbean website. And, yeah, join along. Send us some comments. Send us some feedback to the email at uh, justsomebrowsing at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what you guys feel on this first round. And, you know, we'll get ready for the round of 32. Yeah, I can't decide looking at it if these podcasts are going to get shorter or longer with less teams. <laughs> I think maybe longer. You know, because it, it, it's going to be better franchises probably match. Right. It'll franchise. become more of a debate if we have disagreements. Yeah. So look forward to that. So, so yeah, you know, send us your, in, send us your input on this stuff. So if we, if we have different opinions, we can fall back on someone else. Yeah, we would definitely love for anyone just to even comment in some of the franchises, you know, on our on our various channels, some of the franchises that they think would deserve to move forward. If you can't get on and fill out the bracket, but if you can submit those, we'd love to see those because I am really curious to see what people's favorite franchises are. And I think we got a pretty comprehensive list of the best, the biggest and best franchises. Yeah. And, and I mean, if we forgot one. Feel free to shout us out. Uh, you know, we can explain why we didn't bring them in, or we can just feel like a bunch of dumbasses and be like, "That could have easily been a top four seed." I don't know about that. I think we. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, I mean, like one, we, two, three, four. We could. We could have even had. We were. We were talking about this before we recorded this episode. We could have had four more franchises and done some playing games like they do. Yeah. Because college basketball now, it's technically like 68 teams, and they have those playing right. games and stuff. But I don't know if we wanted to really go that far. That would I mean, have we could have scrounged. That would have taken our time. But. Time pretty long. But. Yeah. Which this is already. How long have we gone this one? <laughs> We're almost to two hours. There we go. There we go. But you guys have made it this far, so feel free to leave a like, leave a comment, tell us, you know, your thoughts and opinions on, you know, Zach's choices and and my choices and. We'll be sure to, you know, shout you guys out in the next episode in the round of 32. And, you know, we look forward to getting back into this thing and starting to actually debate about it instead of, you know, nodding our heads saying, yeah, we agree. Let's move on. Let's let's yeah. get ready to, to dig deep into the, the franchises and present our cases. So I look forward to it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a wrap on episode two, my friend. Yeah. 